It's Sunday morning of week 12, so we don't have much time, so let's go ahead and just get going. Doghouse. What's up, everybody? It is your boy, D-Roy, and this is the Doghouse Fantasy Football Podcast on the Sunday of Week 12. We don't have much time to get in here. It is 8.49. Woo! I waited way too long for there. If I sound kind of weird on here, let me know, because I am trying to fix my audio uh, after the just debacle that we had on Friday. I uh, was going to bring in Paul Burkholz, a uh, friend of the program. Everybody loves Paul. Um, this is technically episode 167, uh, the 67 being uh, the badge number of Paul's younger brother who was, uh, who was, stop fucking texting me. Who was uh, who fell in the line of duty uh, back in 2011? Uh, so I want to dedicate this out to Paul and his family <clears throat> in memory of his brother, uh, being that it is thanks it was the Thanksgiving uh, week. Uh, we're into the holiday season, and I do know how hard it is for uh, folks who have lost loved ones in the past and not having them around. So. Um, Especially if anybody is having those types of issues, um, uh, having a hard time with it. Hey, I'm always here. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at RoyDog underscore 13 on Facebook, Dennis M. Roy over there. Need somebody to talk to? I'm always there for you. Uh, I've done it in the past. Uh, Shit, talked about uh, stuff, you know, uh, family loss. Uh, divorces, especially since I've been through my own, um, and how to mentally get through it. Um, so yeah, so that's always available to everybody. Um, and, uh, yeah, so let's get going on here. Week 12, we're going to just run through the write-up here. God, I sound like I'm fucking echoing. I hate this, but, uh, Let's go. Quarterbacks, cash. Patrick Mahomes, 9,000, 37, 8,000. Good for second, third, and second. Uh, Mahomes is really more of a GPP play. But if there's one quarterback that can destroy the secondary of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, it is one Patrick Mahomes. Buccaneers pass defense, second in DVOA, seventh in points allowed to the quarterback position with a full complement of weapons. He will wipe the slate clean in Tampa this Sunday. The only thing is that you... Will not have to pay up this high for the production, so I would save him for the tournaments. Just wanted everyone to realize that I am on him, okay? I'm on him for this week. <clears throat> Justin Herbert, this is probably where I'm going to go here. Um, if not, it will be the next guy. 
uh, is Justin Herbert, 8,400, 37, 7,200, good for fourth, third, and fourth. Herbert has been on a tear this season. I don't see it ending this week in Buffalo. Bills are 14th in pass defense DVOA and 28th in points allowed to the quarterback position. They've been especially bad against quarterbacks who can run. Now, granted, Herbert hasn't been running much lately, but there is always the threat of him taking off, which is very much in play. I had Josh Allen in here as well, but for the price point, I'll go with the rookie. Uh, last but certainly not least in cash is one, Theodore Bridgewater, 7028 and 6300 good for 15th, 10th, and 7th. I'm not a huge fan of his price on DraftKings, but I like the spot against Bridgewater's former team. Teams are better off attacking the Vikings through the air versus on the ground, even though Minnesota is 12th in pass defense DVOA. They are 19th in points allowed to the position. He has a plethora of targets at his disposal, so I can see him hitting the 18 to 20 point floor I have set for him this week. GPPs won Matt Ryan, 7,630 and 5,900, good for 7th, 7th, and 12th. Ryan is truly more of a cash slash GPP play, but we know that if Julio is not on the field or compromised, his play can go either way. Faces a Raiders pass defense that is 18th in pass defense, DVOA, 25th in points allowed to the quarterbacks. It's an incredibly good spot for him this week to bounce back after last week's disaster, and I will have some shares in GPPs because people are going to be fucking scared to use him. Ryan Fitzpatrick, this was a late ad yesterday with the Tua Tagovailoa uh, doubtful tag. He was more uh, leaning towards out. Uh, 7,427 and 5,500, good for 10th, 12th, and 18th. Interesting play here. Like I said, as Tua is out this week against the Jets, and we know the Jets' secondary is incredibly beatable. New York is 32nd in pass defense DVOA, 29th in points allowed to the quarterback position. His price on DraftKings is really appealing since it will allow, it will allow some more salary to go elsewhere. He really only needs to hit 15 points over there to hit value, so I have some interest for sure. Uh, we do know that Ryan Fitzpatrick tends to end up somewhere around the 20-point mark. So that's a very good value. That's almost 4x over there, which is great. Derek Carr, uh, 7,129 and 5,700, good for 13th, 8th, and 16th. Really hate to put Carr in GPP versus Cash because it's a plus matchup versus the Falcons, but he has failed to come through one too many times for me. Atlanta is 26 in DVOA pass defense, 32nd in points allowed to the quarterback position. It's a great spot, but as we know this season, Carr has been more of a field general, which is great for the Raiders, but sometimes blows for fantasy. You will see a lot of Josh Jacobs. That is their that is their base of their offense is through their running game. So really, if people are using Derek Carr in cash, I get it. Um, but he does tend to um, not so much not show up. It's that his upside is very, and I know people hate the word upside, but uh, his his ceiling is very, very capped sometimes. And you very rarely see him bust through it. Sunday night football options. I do have Aaron Rodgers. Yes, it is because I'm a fucking Packers fan. It's a, And I said it. Uh, he is $33 on, yeah, this is the Yahoo only plays. He is $33. He's good for fifth highest price quarterback. It's a stupid fucking play, but I mean, with the way Rogers has been accruing points against really good defenses, I will put in a lineup on Yahoo. Bears are third in pass defense DVOA, fourth in points allowed to the quarterback, quarterback position. Like I said, one lineup, hashtag go pack go. Running backs, cash, Dalvin Cook, 11000 42 
and 9500 first across the board very high priced we're starting to get into that cmc and todd Gurley uh price range so normally i would say i would if a guy got up into this spot i would pass on it but how many running backs have failed against carolina a run defense is 22nd in DVOA, 28th in DVOA versus the running back in the passing game, while 27th in points allowed to the position. I hate his cost, and you know it. But if you fade this and he goes for another 204 TDs like he did against the Packers, you'll be kicking yourself for the next seven days until week 13 starts. So I'm imploring you to really think if you want to pull him out because of his price. There should be enough value in here to where you can fit him in. He is going to be the highest owned running back on this slate in both cash and GPPs. So you really need to decide. This is the first peg that you need to decide whether or not you are in or you are out. And there's no there's no denying this is going to make or break your weekend. On to the next guy, and that is one Nicholas Chubb, 8,400, 30, and 7,100. Good for fourth, fifth, and sixth highest priced running back. Jaguars are 21st in rush defense DVOA and 12th in DVOA versus the running back in the passing game, but are 26 in points allowed to the RB position. The Jaguars haven't faced a team that went rush-heavy since facing the Bengals earlier this season. That's going to change this weekend when the Browns absolutely crushed the Jags on the ground this weekend. Wayne Gallman, 5,700, 18,5,000, good for 24th, 20th, and 28th. Giants should be able to handle the Bengals now that there is no Joe Burrow, which means they should be playing with a lead against a defense that is 23rd in DVOA rush defense, 18th in DVOA versus the running back in the passing game, while 22nd in points allowed to the RB position. We will see some carries from Alfred Morris here, but not enough to take away from the value that Gallman brings us this weekend. Should be good for a TD if not two. Naheem Hines, 5,700, 18, and 4,600. Good for 24th, 20th, and 33rd. Chalky spot here with RB Jonathan Taylor hitting the COVID IR on Saturday, putting Hines and Wilkins right into some folks' lineups. Hines has a, had a hell of a birthday when the Colts played the Titans two weeks ago, scoring a couple of TDs on a Thursday night. Titans are 18th in rush defense DVOA, 17th in DVOA versus the RB in the passing game, while 28th in points allowed to the RB position. So there are plenty of points for everyone, even if Hines and Wilkins split the workload. Brian Hill, 5,100, 15, and 4,000, good for 44th, 34th, and 44th. No tie early this week, which finally gets Brian Hill the run he needs to show everyone not paying attention that he has been the better-looking RB this season. Faces a Raiders run defense that is 32nd in DVOA, 22nd in DVOA versus the RB in the passing game, while 29th in points allowed to the RB position. This isn't just some guy filling in this week and we're grabbing value. He looked legit all season and he's had his chances. So how are we handling the RB position? What I would really like to do is I would like to try and fit Dalvin Cook, Nicholas Chubb, and Wayne Gallman into my lineup. Wayne Gallman is my top end. God, I hit a brain fart. Top end value running back here. Um, but I do understand that Naheem Hines and Brian Hill are there. Um, 
if it's me, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I'm probably shying more towards Brian Hill than I am really Naheem Hines. Um, and that's fine. If we're going to get to the wide receiver positions here, but if you if you're going to use Brian Hill or Naheem Hines, that means that you're probably fading a guy like Nicholas Chubb. Uh, to fit two value guys in there. I think it's okay. For me, I'm probably going to go Hill over Hines. Be- just as pretty much a... It's kind of getting off the chalk. I think Naheem Hines is going to be a little bit higher on than he should in this matchup just because of what happened two weeks ago. It's fresh in everybody's heads. Nobody trusts Brian Hill because they don't. they see Todd Gurley's... Uh, stat lines and think that um, that's pretty much going to be the same here. But Brian Hill has played very, very well. So if you're doing if you're doing the fade of like say Chubb, you're putting in Cook. Uh, Brian Hill would be the guy uh, after Wayne Gallman, of course. GPPs. I did put Kareem Hunt in here. 6,600, 26, and 5,600, good for 14th, 10th, and 20th. That means his price has come way the fuck down uh, from a couple from the last couple of weeks. It's a cheap pivot off of Chubb who happens to be in the same smash spot. Or how many people would pair this backfield up? We have seen them both go off for 100 yards and a touchdown. It's risky, but it's going to be low-owned in, in GPPs. So I'm tempted to go ahead and do this. We have seen Kareem Hunt only really have success when Chubb has been there. Uh, for whatever reason, you give him a full workload and he can't fucking do shit. And he was he used to be a number one pick, man, or a number one uh, round one draft pick. So it's odd. Ronald Jones, 6,525. And 6,100, good for 15th, 11th, and 11th. We know the theme here with running backs versus the Chiefs as they are 30th in rush defense DVOA, 26 26 in DVOA versus the RB in the passing game, while 17th in points allowed to the position. The Bucs are going to need him, and we know his play is up and down. But I'm willing to take a shot here since his ownership will be low and we know what he can do in matchups that favor the RB. Not worried about Leonard Fournette, not whatsoever. Kenyon Drake, 6,200, 22nd, and, or 22nd, $22, and 5,400, good for 18th, 13th, and 23rd. I'm going to take a shot here in GPPs as quarterback Kyler Murray is nursing a shoulder injury that the team says is fine, but I have my concerns. The Patriots are 28th in rush defense DVOA, 31st in DVOA versus RB in the passing game. Sure, they are only 14th in points allowed to the RB position, but that's only because they faced Duke Johnson last week, and that was bound to drag that statistic down a bit. So people are going to look at that points per game, and they're going to totally be off of this play for Kenyon Drake. Sunday Night Football, there is no options there at running back. If you think I'm going to use David Montgomery against the Packers, you're out of your fucking mind. Wide receivers, cash. Keenan Allen, 8,200, 29, 8,000. Good for third, third, and second. I mean, come on now. How can I not put Allen right here at the top? Bills might be ninth in points allowed to our wide receivers, but they are 30th in DVOA versus wide receiver one, and he has advantage whether he lines up on the outside versus Levi Wallace or slips into the slot against Teron Johnson. He's almost locked 
lock and load here, but if paying up for two high-priced running backs, then just use Herbert and get a piece of Allen there. Calvin Ridley, 8,100, 29, and 7,100. Good for fourth, third, and sixth. It's okay to use Ridley and Brian Hill in cash together since you'd be using Hill as a value play. Ridley faces a Las Vegas team that is 20th in DVOA versus wide receiver two and will face uh, Trayvon Mullen. He will be the top target this weekend for Atlanta. You can be sure of that, and that was almost guaranteed this morning. Win one Julio Jones um, is pretty much announced as being out. That's the rumor. It's not 100% official yet. Pay attention to that, though. Uh, that came out real early this morning. Stephon Diggs, 7,900. 28 and 7,600 good for 6th, 5th, and 4th. The spot doesn't look good on paper, but hold your horses. Chargers are 9th at DVOA versus wide receiver 1 and 8th in points. Allowed to the wide receiver position, but with Casey Hayward out this week, it is a sweet spot for Diggs. He is far and away the number one target for Josh Allen, and you will need him to produce, they will need him to produce to win this game. Wide receiver John Brown will be out this weekend for the Bills, which means even more targets as well. John Brown, actually, you can go ahead and cut him. He went on IR. Uh, just get him out of your seasonal. DJ Moore, 7,320 and 6,200. Good for 11th, 15th, and 12th. Nice spot here for Moore as he faces a Vikings defense 31st in DVOA versus wide receiver one. And he will be facing Chris Boyd since Cameron Dantzler is not available this week. He will... He can have a blow-up game right here if the Vikings happen to get ahead or not. Uh, this is kind of your correlation play with uh, Cooks if you're running in GPP. Cooper Cup, 6,700, 18th, and 6,400. Good for 16th, 25th, and 10th. The only offensive piece of this game I like uh, that I can really find anything of, uh, that just really stands out. The Niners are 21st in DVOA versus wide receiver two, and even though they are 11th in points allowed to wide receivers, he faces off against Jamar Taylor, who he should have no trouble against. His price on Yahoo is fucking stupid at $18, good for 25th. That's stupid. That's just really, really fucking stupid. Uh, Devontae Parker, 6,500, 5,900, good for 18th, 31st. And 16th, Jets are 32nd in DVOA versus wide receiver one, 28th in points allowed to the wide receiver position. With Fitzpatrick back under center, it puts him directly on track for success, and his price is fantastic for a number one wide receiver. Uh, he's a lock over on Yahoo at his cost. Corey Davis, 6,018 and 4,900, good for 26th, 25th, and 33rd. Yes, I know, you thought I'd say A.J. Brown, right? Corey Davis beat up on these Colts two weeks ago and finds himself in similar circumstances as the Colts should focus more attention on wide receiver A.J. Brown. Don't look at the matchup on paper and focus on the matchup with cornerback Rakia Sin, who has played really poorly this season. Curtis Samuel, 5,900, 20, and 5,100, good for 28th, 15th, and 27th. He's my second favorite Panthers wide receiver this week as the Vikings are 17th in DVOA versus wide receiver plus. And I want I would want to utilize DJ more if I could, but if you can't afford him, this is a nice fallback spot against DB Jeff Gladney. 
Jacoby Myers is back. 5,820 and 5,300 go for 31st, 15th, and 24th. Slot wide receiver is where to attack the Cardinals, and no matter what wide receiver Demir Bird did last week, that doesn't take away from the fact that Myers is Cam's main guy. Cardinals are 26 in DVOA versus wide receiver 2 and 24th in points allowed to the wide receiver position. Add in the matchup with cornerback Byron Murphy as well as his cost, and this might be a lock-button play for me. He is cheap as shit. Denzel Mims for the Jets, 5,600, 15, and 3,500. Good for 37th, 48th, and 60th. I looked at going back to wide receiver Jamison Crowder, but with his price, it makes sense to look at Mims, who is facing a Dolphins defense that is 22nd in DVOA versus the wide receiver plus. He's been involved in the offense lately, and even with the switch at quarterback back to Darnold, he should have success. And if he fails, at least he was near minimum on DraftKings at that $3,500 price. Cole Beasley, 5,416 and 5,500. Good for 45th, 36th, and 21st. No John Brown moves Beasley up to the wide receiver two spot, and he has opportunity to get more targets against his Chargers defense. 29th in DVOA versus wide receiver two. I like his price uh, moreover on FanDuel, where he is the 45th priced wide receiver. No, no Gabriel Davis. No Gabriel Davis. That's a tough fucking matchup. Don't go Dick Gabriel Davis. Nelson Aguilar, 5,217 and 4,900. Good for 53rd, 31st, and 33rd. This is lock. This is a lock, lock, lock button. Atlanta is 24th in DVOA versus wide receiver 2, 29th in points allowed to the wide receiver position. This is a ridiculous price for a guy that has been pretty fucking consistent for most of the season with Carr. And outside of tight end, Darren Waller could really be called the top target in this offense. GPP's Tyreek Hill, 8,630 and 7,800. Good for first second and third buccaneers are second in dvoa versus wide receiver one but hill is no ordinary wide receiver one as he floats around the field and will give equal fits to all the dbs this week tampa also is 13th in points allowed to the position but has shown it can be beat with a top level passing attack which the chiefs have deandre hopkins 8500 27 and 8100 second ninth priced wide receiver on yahoo and first on DK, people are afraid to attack uh, St- Stefan Gilmore, and I don't know why. He is a shell of his former self this season, also questionable. And the Patriots are 28th in DVOA versus the wide receiver one, while 14th in points allowed to the wide receiver position. His price on Yahoo is fucking ridiculously low for some reason, and that is definitely a spot where I will grab a share or two, no matter how I feel about Kyler Murray's shoulder. Chris Godwin, 7,423 and 6,000. Good for 10th, 13th, and 15th. Tampa is going to be playing from behind most of this game, and there are two spots that I like to attack from when using passing targets. That's at the tight end position and with the slot wide receiver. Attacking the middle field is the way to go. We've talked about that little cushion in between the linebackers and the safeties. Chiefs are 12th in DVOA versus the wide receiver, two, six in points allowed to the position. But Godwin holds an advantage versus all the Chiefs DBs, especially against DBs Charvarius Ward, who is playing with one hand. That's when he's on the outside. And Tyron Matthew when he lines up in the slot. Justin Jefferson was added 7,025 and 6,300 good for 13th, 10th, and 11th. Adding Jefferson in here because despite the matchup where I love Dalvin Cook at RB, he is going to be the only show at wide receiver. And if you look at the matchups, there's absolutely no one who can cover him since cornerback Dante Jackson is officially out. Cash slash GPP play, more GPP because you're going to put in Dalvin Cook. Michael Pittman 
The rookie for the Colts, 5,720 and 5,000, good for 33rd, 15th, and 30th. He did torch the Titans two weeks ago, no touchdown. But you know the Titans are treating him like a number one this week. Tennessee is 16th in DVOA versus wide receiver one, 22nd in points allowed to the wide receiver position. He was able to get away from uh, Jair Alexander last week, so I think he can do the same against Malcolm Butler, who is a more incompetent cornerback uh, than Jair Alexander ever will be this season. Sterling Shepard, 5,417 and 5,100, good for 45th, 31st, and 27th. I really like this spot against the Bengals defense that is 31st in DVOA versus the wide receiver plus and 26 in points allowed to the wide receivers. Running game is where the Giants will make most of their hay this week, but Shepard is in an incredibly good spot this week against cornerback LaShawn Sims. Russell Gage, 5,213 and 4,800, good for 53rd, 59th, and 37th. I have a feeling... Here it is. Here's what I wrote. I have a feeling that if Julio Jones plays, it may be more as a decoy because he hasn't practiced all week. Gage is facing a Raiders defense, 18th in DVOA versus wide receiver plus, 20th in points allowed to wide receivers as a whole. Nevin Lawson is a major pushover as well. The only problem here is if you look back to when Julio has not been in the game, you know, has been out for the game to start. Russell Gage really hasn't done anything. Most of the wide receivers outside of Calvin Ridley really haven't fucking done anything. It's been kind of spread around. But I still kind of... If you look at the target sheet, Russell Gage should be the guy. Not Olamide Zakisis, not Christian Blake. Um, there's another kid, too, that I'm missing. But it should be Russell Gage. If you're kind of scared off from that, just stick with... Calvin Ridley, and I think you're going to be fine, uh, especially if you're doing game stack. I would probably do, you know, if you want to do a Raiders stack, let's say with Carr, and you went uh, Nelson Aguilar and uh, Darren Waller. Surprise, he's on the list. Um, then you could just run Ridley back the other way and and, and Brian Hill. So it's, it's pretty much covered. Uh, Hunter Renfro, fifty-one hundred sixteen and four thousand. Falcons are six. Uh, good for fifty-six, thirty-six, and fifty-first. Falcons are sixteenth in DVOA versus wide receiver plus, but Renfro is far and away better than cornerback uh, Isaiah Oliver, who will be covering him in the slot. He hasn't been getting the targets lately, which is concerning. Um, and this all started when uh, Brian Edwards came back, and even Brian Edwards isn't really getting that many targets. It's fucking weird. But if you want a pivot from Aguilar, this is it. On DraftKings, he is enough of a value to be considered in cash if you need the savings. It is very risky. Jakeem Grant, Miami Dolphins, 4,811 and 3,700, good for 67th, 66 and 56. Still don't know if he's going to be available this week, but if you want to run a Dolphins stack, I would look. I would take a look here, uh, especially for his price, which is dirt cheap. Dolphins are 31st. <laughs> Dolphins. Uh, Jets. Let's let's change that to Jets. Maybe I should have edited that this morning. Jets are 31st in DVOA versus wide receiver two, and he's had success with Fitzpatrick when starting. Sunday night football options, Devontae Adams, $36. Uh, good for first. He's been unstoppable this, unstoppable this season. The next challenge would be a Bears defense. Third in DVOA versus wide receiver one. Third in points allowed to wide receivers. He has an advantage versus DB Jalen Johnson, but it'll be tough. Uh, if Rodgers is going to succeed, it's going to go through Adams, so this would be part of an, a Rodgers stack. Uh, Allen Robinson, $19, good for 20th. 
Uh, it's very low price for him. The Packers are 13th in DVOA versus the wide receiver one, 10th in points allowed to the wide receiver position. So it makes him more of a GPP play. Uh, but we know that uh, quarterback Mitch Trubisky targets the shit out of A-Rob. And if Kevin King plays, he won't see Jair Alexander all day as he'll be covering uh, Darnell Mooney on that side. Tight end cash, Travis Kelsey, 8,000, 3,300, uh, 7,000 good for first across the board. Uh, Allen Robinson actually is more of a cash slash GBP play. So if you need the savings at 19, I should say this before I move on to tight end. Uh, Allen Robinson is in play. Um, Bears should have to pretty much throw all day. I think Packers are going to get up on them. Uh, and then you're going to have to see the Bears just kind of chuck it. So just be aware of that. Um, if you need the savings. So back to Travis Kelsey. Bucks are 23rd in DVOA versus tight end position. 18th in points allowed to the position. It's a really good spot for Kelsey, and there is no one there who can slow him down. I'd rather pay up here rather than Mahomes to secure the tight end position. Darren Waller, 7,125 and 6,000. Good for second, third, and second. This is the pay down spot from Kelsey, which means you can't use Aguilar in cash. Uh, the Falcons are 32nd in DVOA versus tight end, 32nd in points allowed to the position. He will be highly owned and for good reason this week. You know I don't like to pair uh, positions much. The Brian Hill thing I'm letting slide because it's so fucking low. And, I mean, really, you could do it with Nelson Aguilar. But at that point, you might as well just start Carr as your quarterback uh, if you're going to start both. Hunter Henry, 5,900, 18, and 4,800. Good for sixth, fifth, and fourth. Bills are 20th in DVOA versus tight end, 20th in points allowed to the tight end position. Target numbers the last five weeks, 7, 4, 7, 6, 7. That's a healthy amount for a tight end, and he has scored a TD the last two weeks. Kyle Rudolph, 4,610 and 2,800, good for 25th, 22nd, and 23rd. Nice value here as the Panthers are getting worse versus the tight end. 18th in DVOA now and 20th in points allowed to the position. I wouldn't recommend him if Irv Smith weren't expected out this week, but it's also getting close to Rudolph, the TD reindeer season. GPP, Rob Gronkowski, 6,200, 16, and 4,400, good for third, ninth, and sixth. Gronk hasn't been coming through lately, and the matchup isn't great as the Chiefs are eighth in DVOA versus tight end and 13th in points allowed to the position. They have been prone to be beat across the middle, though, and there is some, and if there's someone that Brady trusts in pressure situations, it's going to be Gronk. Evan Ingram, 5,619 and 4,500, good for ninth, fourth, and fifth. Bengals are 10th in DVOA versus tight end, but they are also 29th in points allowed to the tight end position. If you wanted to fade Gallman and go with quarterback uh, Daniel Jones, I get it, but include Ingram in that stack or pairing. Sunday night football options, Robert Tunyon, $17, good for six. Tight end is actually a position that has had the most success against the Bears. Chicago's 21st in tight end DVOA. 23rd in points allowed to the position. Rodgers has trust in him, but his cost is rather high for the position. Defenses, cash, Miami Dolphins, 5,022, first across the board. If Joe Flacco were starting, I would probably pull back from the Dolphins, but with Sam Darnold, I don't have many worries. Uh, Cleveland Browns. Uh, 4,900, 15, and 3,100 good for second, ninth, and fifth. Very good price on Yahoo. Jacksonville is 24th in points allowed to opposing defenses, and with that fucking giraffe, Mike Glennon running around, they don't need Miles Garrett to get the job done. New Orleans Saints, we know about the COVID outbreak in Denver. Uh, 4,800, 20, and 3,800 good for third, third, and second. Uh, Broncos will be... 
without an actual QB this week due to COVID, they were already 31st in points allowed to opposing defenses already. So that is definitely not going to help Denver. Uh, in re of Kendall Hinton, I know he might be listed at wide receiver on some sites for seasonal. Don't fucking pick up Kendall Hinton that is, and start him because you're just going to fucking lose out, my friends. Uh, New York Giants, 4,300, 21st, or 21 and 3,200, good for 7th, 2nd, and 4th. Bengals were already 28th on points allowed to opposing team defenses, so putting in a backup quarterback only points arrow up for the Giants defense this week. GPP is also known as the pay down defenses for cash. LA Rams, 4,500, 17 and 3,700. Fifth, sixth, and third. Rams defense has been playing really well the past few weeks, and the 49ers are 21st in points allowed to opposing defenses. This has a chance to either go off or tank with the possible with the activations of running backs uh, Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson. Uh, so I would really be careful with this. Um, but uh, the way that the Rams defense has been playing, the way that the uh, 49ers offense has been playing, mostly they've been hurt kind of across their offensive line. Uh, the quarterback play has been terrible. There's no Brandon Ayuk. There is Debo Samuel, but I don't really care much for him this week. Um, so just be careful with that. Pay down spot. Here's kind of more of a little pay down spot here. Uh, Arizona Cardinals, 4,016 and 2,900 for 11th, 7th, and 7th. Kind of like the spot for the Cardinals defense against Newton and company. The Patriots are 23rd in points allowed to opponent defenses, and I'm not overly afraid of the Patriots offense as a whole if they can contain Cam's running ability, make him one-dimensional. Sunday Night Football, the Green Bay Packers defense is in play at $14. That's good for 10th. Uh, the pair, the Bears are 25th in points allowed to opposing defenses, and there are worse defenses you could use. Oh man, at near minimum cost, that's where. God, I said minimum cost because I looked at that fucking ten. Near minimum cost. Near minimum cost. Everybody say it with me near minimum cost but that is the breakdown um if you need to get a hold of me you know where to find me at roydog underscore 13 on twitter and instagram also you'll find me over in the si dfs chat uh for the rest of the morning while i work on some strength of schedule but that's it i gotta get this fucker out let's go let's win motherfuckers (laughs) 